praise God. So our focus this morning is guarding the community. We're reading from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26. When you found it, say amen. You can't miss Genesis, can you? It's the first book in the Bible. Hallelujah. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Amen. Praise God. I was reading through this um, just over the last two days or so. And I was thinking to myself that God really from the very beginning, if you ever wanted to see someone who is very intentional, there is no one like God. Because, you know, I've read this many times and I think we've missed it. I've read read it over and over, um, maybe just reading through other passages, moving on to other verses like, say, um, verse 28 is interesting because we're saying God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful. And we like that bit. And some, somewhere along the, the line, in textual sense, when we read, we find that we can... How was I? I think I was in the bathroom this morning, so I was looking down, and I noticed like a little... Not so much of a hole in the door, but there was part of the door in the bathroom that was a bit, like, shaped. And I've been in the bathroom so many times, never noticed it. Have you ever just noticed something for the first time when you've been looking at it for years and years and years and years? And years? How did I miss that? It was interesting just to see it. And same way, I believe, with scripture, we can read scripture over and over and over. And then one day it just really click. Like, oh, interesting. So as, as I was reading this, I was looked at something interesting that when God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, it was not an end to itself. God was setting something in motion as a necessary step at the beginning of a process that continues down today. When we look at even the church, as we know it, the church as we know it is a community that's God's idea. I'm feeling the church wasn't man's idea. Even all the things that, when people start even starting up church, when I listened to these guys last night and how they started church in front rooms, in living rooms. Uh, and most of the time they started churches because the churches when they came to Britain, they didn't want them in that church. Uh, even when I was coming in the car this morning and I was listening to Premier Gospel, and I was listening to this type of worship, you know, that type of black church, that that kind of worship is frowned upon by certain communities. You couldn't sing that kind of way. And I listened to some of the old school songs that our forefathers would have sang, you know, some of them old school songs. And just the rhythm, I was thinking of the, how we as a people have, you know, we have our own style. And it's, it's, it's refreshing, but it's also sad that we have to differentiate and we have to be sometimes finding ourselves with prejudice, dealing with prejudice, with it, even within the old school of thought. I think I went to Harlem a couple of years ago when I was in New York, and it's always been a dream of mine to go to Harlem. And um, this guy who was the guy who was taking us around, this long street in Harlem, beautiful place. Um, he showed us a church, one church on our right, and he showed us across the other side of another church. And so one, you have a typical African-American church, which is all shabang shabang, you know, it's really Hezekiah Walker type of, you know, that kind of stuff is different. And across the road is an Anglican church. And interestingly, he said, what happened is that Harlem is designed in such a way that Harlem is an old 
old, old city, almost like, not city, a city within a city nearly. Um, but back in the day when they had the whole slavery thing, or when slavery was abolished, a lot of the guys from the black and from the south left the south and went up what they call north, northeast, went to Harlem, and just to get away from what they were used to. And then of course, then you had the whole Caribbeans, West Indians now coming in. And when they were trying to find churches because they were so colonized, they didn't, they weren't used to churches like black African, African-American churches, or, you know, African-American churches rather. Uh, um, so they weren't used to that kind of worship. So here you had this divided one community that's black people, but you've got the African-Americans on this side of the street, and you've got the Caribbeans on that side, because the Caribbeans preferred to go to the Anglican time church, but it was all quiet and cool because they're colonized. And culture has so much to do with yeah. how we do things. I'm thinking, some, as I was listening to the worship this morning, I was coming in the class thinking, wow, is that nature or nurture? You know, the whole psychology degree back in me, thinking that a lot of things that we do, is it out of our nature? If we grew up in a white neighborhood, would our worship be different? Or is it just a nurture? You know, is it nature where we're just naturally going to be just getting into this stuff? But if you're taken out of that environment where you grew up in a Catholic or or even a, you know, Anglican Methodist type, like Pastor Sam, Pastor Sam is a typical Methodist. He likes to refer to the hymnals. If you really get close and listen to Pastor Sam speak, somebody you've got to really get close and hear people, where they're really from, because they, he, he can't help but draw back from where he's coming from. You follow what I'm saying? And, and so community is very important, how communities are carved out. And formed, and it's interesting. And so, here in Genesis, God shows us the first community. I'm going to open this up to you in a second. What God is doing. So, from the very beginning, God implies the expansion of His own community. First thing He says, and if you've ever missed it, He says, Let us. Let us. Who's He referring to? <laughs> wow. He starts out, He said, We are a community, the Trinity is a community. Togetherness. They're one, but they're a community. And he starts with indicating a community is already in existence, and then God decides he's going to create another community by creating man because he's going to expand. So God is not satisfied just to be God by himself. Of course, he's God by himself, we know that. But now he's added to his community by making us. He's including us in his community. It's going to get better. And I'm excited as I begin to look at this. And he says, before I even get to that, so man was made physical. He shaped man out of the earth, as we know, in his image. And I think many times we miss this. It's thinking, wow, what do we, does it mean that God made us in his image? What does God look like? God made us in his very image. He created us with intentionality. He wanted people to be just like him. And so there's something personal when you think about who you are, personal. That's why we say Jesus is our Lord and personal Savior. Because he made us in his very image. He had a plan to include us. So from the beginning of time, the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.10, you know this well, that before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. He had a plan for you long before you even existed. Is in earth terms, that is. And so he begins with characteristics of shape. 
and form with the common maker. And you're thinking, there's something about God. I don't know if you think about humans. I was reading some science books recently uh, about the human body. And the intricacies, the detail that goes into your... I don't know if you... Have you ever looked at yourself before? Really, I mean, just apart from taking a selfie. But just really looked at and thinking, wow, the science of me, of what God puts in the detail, yeah. everything about me. And the more you know this, it helps even to pray when it comes to health issues. Because you can pray very accurately and say, God, you have, you know everything. I mean, the doctor can talk about, you know, nowadays you can actually, sometimes you go to the doctor. I remember when, when I had some thyroid problems and my, I went to see the consultant. He was saying to me, have you read upon this? Because a lot of things the doctors tell you, you can find on Google. I'm sorry, doctor. <laughs> it's one of the deeper things yeah. that they may know that you may not yeah. know. So nowadays, you can, you know, there's, I was reading something that there's this young kid, a black, black kid in, in Florida State. He was actually treating people. <laughs> I mean, no one was suffering from anything. He was actually treating people until they found out he wasn't qualified. Young guy. He was just been reading books from when he was a kid. And there's a lot of people, even in villages of Africa and the Caribbean, that never went to medical school that can kill people. Don't look at me so strange. You know it's the truth. You'd be amazed now you want to go and check your GP tomorrow and find out if he's got qualifications. But, <laughs> what am I saying? It's no disrespect to doctors, but there's a lot of information now. What the internet has done, I don't know if you remember Britannic, um, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you, how many books? I mean, those books are big and heavy. Nowadays, no one, no one, you know, my mom has a whole set. Yeah. And that was, you know, in our will, that's mine. I'm like, you can just make a bonfire with that because all the information you can get on a disc like that size. Oh my you know what I'm saying? Information is... Where are we going with this? So God creates this community and he shows us that he's got the characteristics. He places his very characteristics in the people that he has created. God is intentionally, I want because I'm reading this and I'm thinking, how did I miss this? God's intent when he created us was to put everything of himself in us. Yeah. That all that information, like I said, Encyclopedia Britannica, all that information, I don't even see this series, um, Friends. Uh, please forgive me if you think I watch Friends. But there's, there's an episode that's very interesting. A guy knocks on the door and Joey opens the door and the guy is selling encyclopedias. Yeah, and he's trying to sell this fifty dollars for one, just me. He's gonna spend all that money just for for one. But just imagine the whole set. That now they can take the whole set and put it on a little chip. All the information can be just downloaded on one little chip. And think what God has done with humanity is that He's put all of His characteristics already inside of us. Well, because inside of us, he's built community, the whole capacity to be a part of this new community, this thing that he's doing. And we're going to break it and we're going to come right into the invisible. I wanted to see in the old, what God, from the very beginning, he puts everything in us to be fruitful, to have the ability to multiply, the ability to increase, because it's like a seed. Everything about the fruit is in the seed. Lord have mercy. And I'm thinking, the whole community God put in a seed. 
that even from I was a little boy, I was carrying something. I'm a girl, he's a girl. How old is carrying Noella and Ruth there? Just think about it. He puts everything, everything already in the seat. Community. Your family is in the seat. I'm really thinking, did I, did I just see this? What is going on? <laughs> and God puts all the characteristics of shame, the form of his maker. Uh, and you read the rest of the Bible, the details of how mankind has been brought from having not only form and shape in common with his maker, but also his characteristics, so that he fits perfectly into the community that the maker is expanding. So God already had a plan that would fit into his system. He already had a plan for us to be a part of this greater community that we haven't even fully engaged yet. If we could really understand, it's not according to our will, but according to his will. He's establishing a kingdom with order. He's establishing a kingdom with a system that doesn't work nothing like the system of this world. Are you understand what I'm saying? Because he's establishing a system and an order that says, listen, forgive one another. Because that's part of the kingdom and the community that he brings. Love one another. That's part of the kingdom and the community that he's established. In this commune, we operate under a different law. Different system. That's why he had to establish Israel. That Israel would be like a nation like no other nation that they would understand his system. And that that would filter into the system which would become the church. That even though we're in the world, we're not of the world because we are his community. So when Jesus comes on the scene, what was his message? He came with a message from his father. And Jesus gave as a title to this message that he brought... The good news of the kingdom of God is at hand. At least the first thing he says, he says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So what he brought in was to introduce us to a king's domain, which is his community. And he said, the only way you can get into this domain or into this place, because in Genesis, he said that you shall have dominion. That was lost through sin. But if you repent, repent means that you return to the top. Read return, pent, as in penthouse. So you're coming back to the top. So what God's intent was, is that we'd return to him and become a part of his community that he's already established. Wow. So Jesus' first message, and if you read this, uh, Mark 1, verses 14 to 15, you know what it says. Uh, I uh, put this in my notes as uh, the, the Passion Bible version. He says later on, um, so when you found it, I'll just give you some time. Mark 1, 14 to 15. Later on, John the baptizer, after John the baptizer was arrested, Jesus went back into the region of Galilee and preached the wonderful gospel of God's kingdom realm. His message was this. At the last, at last, the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for the realm of God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. Turn your lives back to God and put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. I don't know what the other version says because I don't have it before me. But the emphasis is that God was preaching a message of repentance, a return to the kingdom, a return to the community that God had established. And it's a community like no other community. It's a unique community. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because God wants us to understand what he's calling us to is so much greater. 
this is the boss himself speaking now. It's not anybody, anybody speaking. The boss himself is saying, and the title he himself gave, it was the good news of the kingdom of God. So the message that Jesus preached to us is good news that we're part of this great family. Amen. You're part of this great community. Amen. You know, and all of us, if you think of your family, you have the characteristics of your parents. Some of you may look like, maybe not one of them, or you may look like at least one of them. Or maybe sometimes you may not even look like them, but you may look like a grandparent. Yeah. Or you may have a child that looks like your brother. Hopefully it's not. Let's move away from that. But, but there is a there's a distinctive look. We have resemblance. Yes. We, yeah. Even today I was thinking, this morning I was thinking, one of my daughters, she looks like my, one of my sisters. And I'm thinking, wow, you can't get away from the family. And her son kind of looks like me. I'm kind of like, yeah. The, the, the family genetics is strong. But not only do you have that as the, the, the looks, but also sometimes you have the characteristics. You see, you're just like so-and-so. So you have that inside, isn't it? And the boss himself is giving us a message. He said, is there any doubt in our minds that God is forming a community? I don't know if this is too deep for you, but I want to challenge you because what God, where we're going with this is that after leaving Gilgal, I'm understanding the circumcision of the heart. God is saying, you need to fully understand what is it that I'm calling you to do? Where is it that I'm taking you? Because if there's any doubt that Jesus is going to rule this community first and that afterward he will turn everything over to his father. And, and if you read John 17, it's quite deep. He prays a prayer. We say the Lord's prayer is our father who art in heaven. But the real Lord's prayer is in John 17, if you ever take some time to read it. And here's some of the, the, the conversation. He said, everything... Everyone that you've given me, I've given them back to you. And so, Jesus came to bring us back into the community of God. And once we've come into his community, he then hands us back over to the Father. Paul picks this up and he says this in 1 Corinthians 15. And I'll read from verse 27 to 28. Listen to this. He said, the Father has placed all things in subjection under the feet of Christ. Because in the Garden of Eden, chapter 3 of Genesis we see the deception of um, Eve and of course Adam bites into this fruit and he loses the kingdom, right? I'm talking to people who understand the word, right? And, and so everything seemed to have been lost and through one man's offense, everything was lost. And Jesus comes on the scene and through his obedience, there's a restoration, there's a, there's a retrieval. Things have come back into place. And 1 Corinthians 15, here what Paul says, the Father has placed all things in subjection under the feet of Christ. Yet when it says all things, it is understood that the Father does not include himself, for he is the one who placed all things in subjection to Christ. So there's a distinction between the Father and the Son. Are you listening to me? Yes, yes, you need to get this. However, when everything is subdued and in submission to him, then the Son himself will be subject to the Father who put all things under his feet. This is so that the Father will be everything in everyone. So the plan was that God would give everything over to Jesus for him to take care of because Jesus had to be obedient unto death. Yeah, he was obedient to the mission he was sent to do. So through his obedience, he was going to the cross dying and the Father raising him back to life. Jesus now hands over everything that he has accomplished back to the Father. That everything now, all of us can become a part of this family that God intended from Genesis, that we 
we all need God. If we don't really get that, I'm telling you, church, this is the beauty of the church because the Father says now, every one of you, Jesus said, no one can take it out of my hands. Amen. You, you have assurance that you're in a relationship with the true and living God. God is... God has done some incredible things for us. And he's thinking, listen, man, it doesn't matter what happens to you in life. This earth is temporal. Yes. Eternity is going to be, if you can think, think of your best moments on earth. It's nothing in comparison to one minute in heaven. Yeah. I don't even think there's a minute in heaven because I think they have a different clock. Wow. The important thing for us, I believe, as I look through this, is what is the consequence of the good news of the kingdom of God? I believe the consequence is the way we live our lives. Because in this community, our lifestyle has to be different. Yeah. That's why Gilgal is so necessary. Because the circumcision, the surgery he's given in our hearts changes how we live our lives. Because our everyday life will change as a result of how we accept the fact that we no longer belong to the community of the world. Sometimes we get so caught up in tribal things, caught up in the color of my skin. We get caught up in the music I like, the team you support. We get tribal, we get tribal about things that have no power. When we fully understand what God's plan for us is, is that He's called us into a community of faith. Yeah. And if we and you can the currency in this community is faith. Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hopeful, evidence of things not seen. And verse 6 of chapter 11 in Hebrew says, without faith it's impossible to please God. And he that comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. The consequence of the good news. Have you ever thought about that? What is the consequence? What's it going to cost me? Do I really believe this is still good news? Even when I'm going through my worst, is this still good news, the gospel? Regardless of how you feel about whatever, the gospel is still good news. It's good news because the pain you feel today will not last. Go to any funeral. Uh, Quite a few people, yesterday I saw some news about someone I knew. Uh, in South Africa, because if you've been to South Africa with us, one of these guys, I mean, he changed the way you saw worship. He was um, Elder David. Um, do you remember him? The guy in the wheelchair, and he's got like no legs. He passed away. Um, and he really just talked. It was really sad, I guess. It was really sad. By but someone was writing something about him in memory, and I thinking, they remember, because they're a dancer, they do dance, you know, one of these worship leaders. And she said she remembers she was going through something and she wasn't even feeling like worshiping that day. And this guy in the service just got out of his wheelchair. And if you ever seen him, I mean, he drags himself around with his hands and worships God in such a way. He's got no legs, but he gives God such awesome praise. And you're thinking, wow, man. No matter how, whatever you're feeling, when you see this fellow move, it pricks your heart to really want to think what am I really doing, what am I really saying and, and you meet some incredible people as you travel, as you go along and see people within the kingdom of God and you're thinking God oh wow, I remember one of the first times I went to Kenya and these people their worship was just so amazing, they had no roof on the building they didn't have no carpet, it was a mud 
course, it was it was incredible, exciting. Oh, and, and that's another community. People.